Hello, this is Ladies with Gumption, episode 122, DC Fandom Download. I am your intro person, I'm introducing the episode. My name is Jessica, and I'm here with... May. And Tatiana. We are the Ladies with Gumption. We recap DC TV in a flash. Um, if you'd like to contact us and, in, you know, interact with us. This is an interactive experience. So if you'd like to interact, you can contact us on Twitter at DCTVGumption. You can send us asks on Tumblr, ladieswgumption.tumblr.com, or you can send us an email, ladieswgumption at gmail.com. You can find our podcast anywhere podcasts are sold or not sold, just, you know, wherever you download some podcasts. <laughs> really given away like Really candy. given away. Um, Apple Podcasts on iTunes, Google Play, Spotify, Stitcher. Uh, we recently got approved for Amazon Music. So if you, if that is your podcast listening, app of choice then you can find us there as well we have a patreon um we like to thank all of our patreons so you help us continue to keep the podcast afloat if you are a patreon you get um ladies with gumption episodes 24 hours in advance and you also get exclusive content um which has been really good over this extended hiatus we have had a lot of um episodes over on our patreon that cover not just cctv but a whole range of um, pop culture shows and topics. So recently in DCTV, we've covered Stargirl, Doom Patrol, Harley Quinn for our Patreons. And then um, we've also done other shows. Um, we've done the Hamilton um, Disney Plus production. Mm-hmm. We've done Elite, if you're into Did Elite. The Boys. The Boys, yes. So season two just dropped for the boys. We did episodes. That's our last episode that we did. Mm-hmm. Uh, the One first four, four episodes. Yes. So we'll cover the next batch when it gets completed. So if you are interested in things like that, if you have ideas of, oh, we also did upload Amazon, another Amazon. Ah, uh, yes. We've yeah. been all over the Amazon. We've been all That's over the place. That's why they approved us for Amazon. I think Music. so. <laughs> I think that um, product placement that we did for the boys paid off. <laughs> But yeah, so if you are interested in any of that, then, you know, hit us up at our Patreon, um, patreon.com slash gumption. In the news, well, most of this podcast is news because it's everything we learned from DC, uh, DC fandom, but extraneous news, Robert Pattinson, our Pats, was caught kissing his girlfriend, Suki Waterhouse, freshly off of quarantine after he shut down the major movie production of the Batman when he tested positive for a deadly disease. <laughs> he tested positive for, for coronavirus, I guess a little over two weeks. It must've been over two weeks ago since he's yeah. been out, out and about. And now apparently they're back. They're, and the, yeah. The, and now, yeah. Production's back. So they have restarted production. But but I thought it, was, it, was, it was quite funny to see him <laughs> <laughs> with his mask down around his chin and kissing, like swapping saliva with somebody in public. Like, what are you doing, sir? Yeah. But hey, I guess he is negative, and so he is free to walk about the public <laughs> kissing people. So I guess I guess that's okay, you know, until he shuts down the production again. But then that's fine. <laughs> um, DC Universe, we have Actually, it is somebody didn't mention it. Like they made a joke on Twitter. It was like so Robert Pattinson you know, defeated the Spanish flu and COVID. (laughs) (laughs) Thank you. Immortal. (laughs) Robert Pattinson. (laughs) (laughs) 
um, DC Universe has uh, died slow, slow death and has now been reborn like the Phoenix that it is into DC Universe mm-hmm. Finite. Is that what it's called? Would it be infinite? Infinite. Finite just does not sound correct. That was my misspelling. DC Universe infinite which is um a comics only subscription so they've gone from a streaming platform into a digital comics platform um all of the scripted originals are moving to hbo max which i think is a good switch for them um so yeah i just hope they make it worth it because comicsology unlimited already exists right so they got to make it like cheaper and also Digital, like, digital originals or something? Yeah, they are going to have some that are, like, exclusive to DC, you know, to Universe um, Finite Infinite, so. <laughs> yeah, we'll see how that goes. Um, for this episode, we do have some feedback, some DC fandom feedback from Miriam. And Miriam says, hi, ladies, I have some feedback for three of the DC TV shows. I'm going to try to make sound coherent. So here it goes. For Batwoman, she says, I have no idea what to expect, but I'm excited because the cast is excited. I'm especially excited for all the Sophie stuff because Megan sounds so excited. And the one thing I was dreading was that Sophie would be on the outside looking in regarding the Bat team won't be happening. I, um, not one of the people that want Sophie and Ryan to date, but I do hope they become BFS, especially if they decide to make, to take Cameras' Cameras' advice and make Sophie the Commissioner Gordon type character which I think is a great idea and which is what they should do. Um, she also says, I love Javicia, uh, that, that she's such an advocate. And as a lead, I'm hopeful that her opinions and thoughts will be actually listened to. Unpopular opinion time, which I don't think this is so unpopular, but she says, I hope they kill off slash get rid of Jacob. <laughs> I'm like, I am totally fine with that. <laughs> Notice how he wasn't part of the fandom panel. <laughs> right. He's already dead. Um, I see no need for him anymore. I know it would hurt Mary and Sophie, but it would just give them the material to play. And honestly, I feel like if they were to make Sophie the Commissioner Gordon type, that's pretty much the role that Jacob is playing now because they never right. police. So he needs to go for Sophie to be able to take over. On The Flash, she says, I feel like Eric is one of those people who has all these ideas he tells everyone about and forgets <laughs> to write them down. So when it comes to executing them, he only executes what he remembers. That's probably right. Um, every time the cast talks about what's going to happen, I just take it with a grain of salt. And Eric's obsession with Wells and Allegra, what the fuck is up with that? I don't he think... talks about it so passionately. I don't, yeah. <laughs> I don't think Eric loves Team Citizen as much as we do. It seems like he wants to move Allegra over to Star Labs, where she could be using her powers more often. Uh, if he would give Iris powers and make the whole show about superpowered individuals, I think he would. Um, she has a question. Is 620 now 6... Uh, is, 620 now 7 1, the episode that was supposed to be called All Is Well That Ends Wells. Yes. Yes. Um, and then for Black Lightning, she says, I'm starting to think that the producers and showrunners are avoiding us. I think that they're uninspired by the source material and they are more interested in current events. Speaking of which, I cringe when I heard Nafisa say that she hopes they incorporate BLM into the show this season. I understand if they dedicated an episode or two to these issues, but they always take it too far. Last season, there were way too many dead black kids. Not only was I watching dead black kids slash people every time I turn on the news, but also every time I turn on one of my favorite shows. I think, yeah, I think that is, you know, one of the things that when you, when you have these like hot topics and everyone wants to cover 
Black Lives Matter now in like the different TV shows. But you do have to, I think people kind of forget or need to remember that Mm -hmm. I'm already like triggered by real life events. I don't need to be re-triggered watching a show, which is my escape from the real world. So hopefully people find that kind of balance because that can yeah and there can be a balance too because you can take like a softer touch with it right like you can have an incident that's like a microcosm of the real issue and make it like less like and now everyone gets murdered then (laughs) and still like come like send across the point that you need to right so thank you miriam for your thoughts and now you'll get to hear our thoughts as we go through rehashing as much dc fandom content as we can so take it away tati (laughs) so uh the biggest difference with uh dc fandom take two was that it was not appointment uh viewing it was just for 24 hours you can freely watch any of these panels and then at 10 a.m tomorrow you can no longer watch them (laughs) so have at it it was like an a a la carte menu um and there wasn't really a host or someone taking you through because there wasn't a chronological event. So I guess I will just say, you know, before I ask y'all for your opinion, I'm going to tell you my opinion and then you'll just agree with me. But <laughs> I felt like it was, <laughs> it was very lacking in comparison to the first day. Maybe presumably because they switched it up at the last second and made it two days, uh, like a week before. And I totally agree with making it two days because I think there was too much content. Mm-hmm. However, I think that they should have the way they did the first day. Maybe they didn't because they were too busy fighting with Ray Fisher about allegations against <laughs> or I losing. You know, I should have mm-hmm. put that in the news. Like, wasn't there something new? He Jason Momoa I was tired in support of him. I think we talked about that, yeah. that Jason Momoa came out and supported him. But then also, even more recently, he was saying because of, like, WB, like, dragging their feet or there's not a lot of transparency that he officially requested um, an out, like, a third-party investigator. Which should always be done because when mm-hmm. corporations uh, investigate themselves, I always have to laugh. Because you right. know you're not going to come up with any findings. Not gonna, exactly. <laughs> exactly. It's just stupid. Yeah, yeah here's yeah. his tweet. I says, totally support that. Due to the purposeful lack of transparency, and in some cases blatant lies on the part of WB Pictures and the third-party firm hired by them to investigate Justice League, an official request for a change of investigator has been made of Warner Media. So, yeah. He is taking this very seriously and making sure that WB are also um, held accountable. So, Yeah, and it's interesting, too, because, like, Warner Media, I mean, obviously they should adhere to these, this investigation and, like, thoroughly... Like, what are, like, why are they clamping down so hard is what I want to know. Like, what It's their reputation, right? Like, they always, they're always going to defend themselves, um, unfortunately. But that's just, like, the way it goes. But at the same time... I feel like that's, like, the way, like, you know, as big of a corporation, it's like Disney, if someone came up, if John Boyega came out and said, Disney didn't do this, and, you know, I mean, I don't, I'm not really saying that Disney is not discrediting John Boyega, but I feel like it's, like, two of the same kind of level of visibility and platform for for two um, black men that are saying, my boss, you know giant conglomerate such and such 
did not do well by me. But it seems like, at least in Ray's case, like, WB is just actively, actively going at it. I'm like, why? Just, you know, for big corporations like that, they usually just kind of, like, take the settlement and get out away from it quickly. Or it seems like WB is, like, dragging this out publicly. And I just don't know what the end game is for them. (laughs) Yeah, and I... That's very true. And I think, I don't know, I want to say a part of it is that they, like, remember, was it a few weeks ago where he said that they basically wanted, didn't want him to throw Jeff Johns under the bus? And I wonder that if they think they're going to investigate it and they're going to come up with some findings, they just genuinely don't exactly. want to fire Jeff exactly. Johns. Exactly. <laughs> you know? So, and But the, the thing is, is like with Warner specifically, is that they're in a lot of hot water. Like they have the whole... Ellen Show Toxic Workplace and then TMZ, oh, okay. which is yeah. also under Telepictures, right. which is owned by right. Warner Media. So they have like a lot of issues lot of going trouble. on that they need to. And a part of a part of the reason some uh, one of the producers said that, you know, a lot of the people who used to work for this company that became Warner, a part of Warner Media are the same people who have been working for, since like the 90s on these shows. And it's like the toxicity doesn't go away. They just reshuffle them around. Mm-hmm. And I feel like that's a big part of the reason, like with the whole, even like the Warner layoffs and all that stuff, they're just reshuffling people around and yeah. like there's a change like environment. They are just like barking at the wrong dog at this point. Yeah. Like it doesn't really seem to be, they're not going to win any favors by cutting down a black man saying that he was mistreated, you know, especially under like this climate. It just it doesn't seem like a fight that they that's worth winning and so it makes me question why they keep trying to fight it so and i feel like if he just if they just like did the investigation and did what they were told to do then like ray fisher probably would less stop dragging them on twitter too you know or they should they they could have gone the right the way of um you know when the andrew chrysler stuff came out Mm -hmm. they could and they were like you know and brilliant was like sorry about that i knew about (laughs) it kind of but i really didn't know about it you know what i mean so that's on me, but also it's not on me because I didn't know about it, even though I did. And then everyone was fine with that. And we all moved on. Yeah, so like, take your money like, and go. Yeah. Right. <laughs> Especially since they rolled out the whole, like, black carpet about how, you know, we appreciate our black employees and right. we're not going to tolerate any blah, 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 blah. Well, that's very much showing that they are not going to put their money where their mouth is, right? Right. So. And they also were not putting their money where their mouth is in DC fandom day two, which was very much like here, just have these leftovers. Um, And even in these extended panels, you could see that there were snips where stuff was clearly cut out. So it wasn't even like unedited panel. It was still like super edited down to the point of being confusing at times when people just start talking in the middle of their sentence. But that's okay. We still got like. 12 hours worth of content or something. So that's great, I guess. Um, However, I still think that it was very much like decreased anticipation and urgency. For example, I couldn't find a single article about the extended panel of The Flash, even though there was a little bit more information in the the extended panel than in the original panel. But I guess everyone's just like, well, let's not bother. (laughs) What did you guys think overall about the setup? I think like... Why was it 24 hours? It's like, where were we all going to go? Like, it's online. It's not live. Um, But there's just, like, this one little window. And I feel like, I don't know. 
I, I guess that kind of led to some decreased anticipation, especially for day two, because it just like, like you said, it just kind of feels like they're just like, here, have all of it and go. It was very like overwhelming for me. And I don't, I mean, I'm sure there was probably like some DC um, fans that were on all day, just like clicking through and it's just great. You can go wherever you want, da, 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 da. But um, it was a lot of content for only 24 hours to do it. And I've got, you know, depending on what your day is like, you spend eight hours of it asleep. Right, right. <laughs> and if you have, like, work or, or you get sidetracked or whatever, then you can't, like, go back. And so, I don't know. I feel like it could have been, even if they only wanted to do, like, um, and it split up into two days across, like, two different weeks yeah. or whatever. You could have done, like, a whole, like, weekend of content and right. just, like, kept it, it up 48 there. 48 hours. Right. Yeah. Because yeah. right now it feels like a waste of uh hosting because like you go to the site now and it's just like thanks for coming to dc fandom check back when we have more things so just for like a month it'll just be like wasting space on the internet (laughs) yeah and given like the because the designs were now set up just as you click the panel like they did at san diego comic-con virtually it just like there's no reason to take them down because they were just people talking and then you can just leave them up like people record them at San Diego Comic-Con and then they would post them on YouTube it's the same concept so like without the virtual hosting and the you know the in between and these fun facts kind of like a a big show it wasn't a show like the first day was and I think that was a little bit of a letdown but it was also very like confusing too because I feel like I kept waiting for the times to change on the schedule and I'm like why do they all say one o'clock and then even trying to find the panels it took me yeah, like, like a second to, to the realize they were like all in alphabetical simple. order <laughs> I couldn't like at first I don't know if the schedule was printed on the site somewhere or not but like trying to figure out where to actually watch it like the different little universes that you could click on. I'm like, well, which one has the panel on it? Like, yeah. which one is the DC TV world? Like, where is that? So that was a, a, took a little bit of like just clicking on stuff to figure out where everything was. So I guess like a little bit of like they had like a like a map that said go here. Yeah, <laughs> you're right. That would be helpful. <laughs> like a treasure hunt. Go here next. Yeah, oh, and, reward. And Especially because there's like so much on there. Yeah. So much, yeah, it is overwhelming. There's so much on there. I don't yeah. know where to go. I only have 24 hours to view it all. So. It definitely feels like I mean, like an itinerary. Like, like it's we like just all... an itinerary. Yeah, <laughs> but it's weird because we were all super hyped about the way they had done DC fandom. Everyone was really excited yeah. about it after the first yeah. day. And I know that it's different because the movies are like for the wider audience, and this is like the smaller stuff, maybe. But you still have enough people interested in you know, each of these shows to to equal a large enough audience that they might have actually been like, hey, let's stay for this one because it's before the one we want, etc. You know? Yeah. Oh, the next one started. Maybe it'll be interesting. Just like we did on the first day. So I don't know. They just they decided to go the way, like you said, of SDCC and it was stupid because no one remembers SDCC. Yeah. When it happened, it was just over and I thought it never happened. So and they were even cool. like releasing information ahead of the panels and then you watch the panels thinking they're going to talk about like Doom Patrol season 3 and then nothing was mentioned because the yeah, decision was probably were... made like after you know beforehand <laughs> yeah, so <right. laughs> it was really awkward I'm like wait the panel hasn't started yet but I guess we're not going to get that information they were just holding on to it you might as well have announced it three weeks ago so right. I don't know yeah. but the, I guess like you know positives it looked really nice the, yes. it the, was nicely the edited like site. yeah 
you know, mm-hmm. and I like that they didn't, you know, when someone was talking, it wasn't just you're seeing everybody you're just seeing that person speak and, and discuss their storyline or plot or whatever. Bless. Yeah. So I think it's in terms of like digital uh, comic cons or whatever, I think it was really well done. It just could use a little bit more, you know, structure, like a map or something or or like, yeah, like an itinerary, like I was saying, you know, if you're going on a trip somewhere and you're like, I only have two days, what do I, what do I need to do? What can I see in the city before I go? And you get like a suggested itinerary. So like, I like, you know, see the CW-verse. What, what kind of panels can I see for that? And it'll show you, oh, go here at this time, blah, 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 blah. Like, you know, help me out here <laughs> with all this content you want me to wade through. <laughs> Very much. If anybody from WB is is listening. listening. (laughs) Free advice. Uh, (laughs) All right. So now we're going to go into the individual panels, starting with, of course, uh, The Flash. (laughs) Um, Where we left off last season, Eva McCulloch killed her husband and framed Sue Dearborn for it. Iris was blipped somewhere in the Mirrorverse, and Barry is going to try to reunite everybody. But he's losing his powers. Sad trombone. We don't have any new castings, as far as I know. We don't really need any castings, to be honest. Yeah, we don't need them. And also, The Flash hates us and never gives you any information until the last possible second. So all we really had last we checked was, you know, Chester is going to be a series regular next season. And Kayla. uh, And and Kayla and Allegra Garcia. So congrats to them. Now, moving on to the panel itself. I put this in no particular order. So, <laughs> speaking about Chester, they're like, we really love him. I'm sorry, Chester. I can't remember the actor's name. But Brandon McKnight. Thank you. Brandon McKnight. His superpower is optimism. So, he's like Cisco back in season one, since Cisco is no longer like that. <laughs> um, evolution. Uh, we are definitely, okay, we're going to get something we quote unquote don't expect with Nash in season seven. No. <laughs> LOL. <laughs> I really doubt him to that go away. So could that be what we get? <laughs> that would be amazing. <laughs> um, but specifically, we do know that he's got to have to deal with the voices in his head, the other wells in his head. Like was previously mentioned, the episode All's Well That Ends Wells, if that was the title. Because many wells. Uh, <laughs> And um, we learned that Eric has tragic taste and actually likes <laughs> Allegra and Nash's dynamic and all mourned for that. Um, we did, however, get a little bit of information about Godspeed. Obviously, we could already guess or know that he was that they were the villain in the first half of the season because Eric made a point of saying that it could be a boy or a girl. Mm-hmm. So that does open up the possibilities like who is Godspeed? Why is Godspeed angry at the Flash if supposedly Godspeed has no emotional connection to the Flash? So does anyone like want to jump in with potential theories? Well, I think Godspeed like... is Nora. <laughs> <laughs> oh my god. Please no. I do think like that's interesting that he said, you know, could be male or female because we know that there's like a male and a female version of Godspeed in the comics. You have Augustus who is like the original Godspeed, and then you have Mina who became, like, Godspeed version 2 a little bit later. So that is interesting. I feel like in Nora's time, it was Augustus, like, in 2040-whatever. So maybe because they did Augustus already, that this time it might be Mina. So that is interesting. Yeah. And it's, like, whatever. Like, I, like some people were... Uh, some of the fans were upset because I 
I guess the way that Eric said it, people thought that it was like some, changing something else from the comics. But I feel like, the, to me, the way that he said it was, you know, supposedly in the show, Godspeed doesn't come until like much later, like after Barry's like disappeared and in like Nora's time where he's not around. So supposedly there's no emotional connection between Godspeed and the Flash. But now, post-crisis, you have a Godspeed that clearly has some kind of issue with the Flash. So maybe it's not still the case that there is no connection there. Maybe there is a connection now. So I took it right. for him saying, like, this is similar to the comics, that there is a connection. But we don't know what the connection is. That's what I took it to mean, too. Like, you know, as far as we have seen on screen, Godspeed is not supposed to have a connection to the Flash. But now things have changed, and now there might be a connection. In the comics, didn't Mina, didn't Mina and Barry date? Yes. And that, that yeah. And Augustus that was me. Barry's close friend who was mad yes. that Barry couldn't help him save his brother or something like that. Yeah. Find his brother's killer. That's what it was. He was mad that Barry didn't help him find his brother's killer. Can you imagine if like, they make it Mina and she's like his, like, college <laughs> 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 like please don't please no more everyone's wondering about you know no more entanglement they want yeah. like drama like, because you know people were concerned too about the whole like oh there would be some drama for barry and iris which yeah. i didn't take to mean that they're gonna have like any necessarily interpersonal drama unless you know they will but Right, but in terms of like Godspeed, it could even be like Eddie. Eddie, yeah, <laughs> that was the other one. You yeah. either go like one direction or the other. But I feel like if it better not be Eddie because like don't make him Godspeed, make him Cobalt Blue if you're gonna do that. Yeah. Right. Actual, He's already like... got one. Yeah. <laughs> but but it would be interesting to see Eddie. Like I think we are all kind of like maybe expecting Eddie to pop up in some manner because of the whole. It's been so long, but I know it's been so weird. It's just, so like, weird. the easiest thread mm-hmm. to pull, I feel like. Especially if they're going to be in a shaky place once she comes back because he didn't get her out or because he didn't realize it was her, wasn't her, etc. You know, we don't know. We'll see. We'll see. So um, did, didn't hmm? Candace, did, Candace did say, like, a while ago, though, that they wouldn't, like, she wouldn't really have, I know she mentions resentment in the panel, but, like, that she would, it wouldn't necessarily be long term back in like right. May or something like that. Yeah, it never is. So. <laughs> yeah, exactly. Like, like I think even even what's his face, Eric even was like, well, they're always gonna have a happy ending. Like, I'm never gonna, yeah. you know, subject. Right. <laughs> never I, gonna like, I, I don't know if she was saying mm-hmm. that more for our benefit because she knows that we feel like you should have got her house in her. So I don't know if she's saying that from like a fan perspective. Like, right. yeah, she should be resentful, but she <laughs> won't be. You know. <laughs> <laughs> Because I feel like in, in one, like, interview, she was like, oh, but she understands that Barry, blah, 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 blah. So I feel like at one point she was saying that, you know, she's not going to be resentful because of, you know, she knows that they were trying or whatever. But then, you know, this time she's like, well, is she going to be resentful? Because I don't know. I don't know if that's, like, fan things or if that's, like, something that's going to happen for 0.2 seconds in the show. And then she gets over it. Who knows? Mm-hmm. So, um, aside from that, in everyone's favorite news, uh, Barry is getting gold boots. <laughs> and Eric said that there's going to be a storyline that leads up to that. So, Did he say that was happening in season seven or just sometime? He didn't. I don't think he really made it specific that it was season seven, but I feel like the fact it's, that they're like working on it. Like it's yeah, his mind. Exactly. Candace again gave it away because he's yeah, like, it has to be earned and Christmas yeah. is a great time like to Christmas give gold for gifts. <laughs> so like so the mid-season or like not, no longer the mid-season finale. The but guy who gives him gold boots for a present. 
<laughs> right. But yeah, so so I do I do agree with you, May, that I, I took that as Candace giving the hint that it's gonna be around around mid season. Even though of course it won't be Christmas time because <laughs> That's true. That's <laughs> we true. Will not be that it won't even air in December, I exactly. you know? it'll, it won't it'll be like Christmas in March or something. Exactly. <laughs> Christmas in July. <laughs> <But> anyway, <laughs> um we also she also kinda says she hopes to see more mentorship with Iris and Allegra. But we did get the colonel from from Eric that there will be a specific thing that citizen, Central City Citizen, is investigating. And he can't give away yet, but then it'll be connected to the storyline. And also, it sounds like we're going to check in on what the girls were investigating while Iris is in the mirror. So there'll be, like, something else that comes back that maybe they'll have to catch Iris up on or whatever. Okay. I feel like, yeah, I feel like that the specific thing that they have to be investigating and what they were doing while she was in the mirror, I feel like it all has to lead back to Black Hole. Because I feel mm-hmm. like it's still, like, a larger mystery that we have not really scratched the surface on because we've been sidetracked by Eva yeah. and Mirror Master. But I still in, think... In the comic, Black Hole is connected to Godspeed. Godspeed, mm-hmm. yeah, exactly. So I feel like that is it's where... all coming together. Yes. <laughs> um... Um, Candace also let us know that they will not be kissing because of COVID. <laughs> Pack that up. Pack it up. Oh, but like, um, cause I know like she, she, they did the, they released six in the panel and then she made the clarification on Instagram mm-hmm. and people were like, oh no, we're going to be like six feet apart. But, um, someone did bring up the fact that most of 620 was already filmed before mm-hmm. they shut True. down. They could kiss before that. Yes. Yeah. So if she was released early on in the episode, then we could still get a full fledged West Allen proper reunion scene, and then they will, you know, then they will repel like magnets for the rest of the season. <laughs> <laughs> but initially, we could we could probably get a kiss. So yeah, yeah. Fingers fingers like if they're like getting tested every three, two, three days, I don't even know. You're just they like, well, we at least be near each other. Be like a, a nice little shoulder touch every yes. now and then, I'll like you know, straight on shoulder touch. Like I know they won't do it because in you know U.S. and Canada, we're just kind of shit at it. But, like, in my K-dramas, they've been all over each other. Like, hey, listen, we don't have any COVID. They're like, we're kissing more than we've ever kissed before. Just to prove to you that there is no COVID happening here. So... Yeah, and she did She did say that she finished filming her scenes, which is why she thought 620 was done. So, so yeah, was kiss, banking on that then, reunion. Because, yeah, yeah then it, I was yeah. getting out early on in the season means at 620. Least, at least for the reunion. Seven, whatever. Yeah. <laughs> At least Finger for the press. reunion, I think we'll be yeah. okay. Yeah. All right. So, uh, anything else from? Um, oh, we're you just have gonna... to like I, I'm looking through your notes, and you don't have the most like random off the wall spoiler. <laughs> What's from the random off the wall spoiler? Danielle voluntarily said that when asked about what she was, what Frost is going to get, she's like, "Oh yeah, I'm excited. Frost is going to go on a date." Oh, oh yeah, that's right. <laughs> I was I was doing like the um the Thought live speech it for it, and I was like, what? yeah, I blocked it from my mind. <laughs> I only remember her saying she's getting back to work, and I was like, I know. I it was like, it was really random. Was, yeah, it was very random. She said she was excited to get back to work now that she was back. But the thing that like I don't think she was supposed to spoil it. Probably I feel like she not. wanted like a um like a, a a tidbit that she could you know talk about. And there's nothing. Yeah, and, and yeah. it's like wait the, the way that Eric and Grant react. They're like, what? <laughs> it's probably talked about, but she wasn't supposed to spoil it because there's no lead up to it. Like, there's no you know person or character 
in the present season that Frost is connected with, and the only like new new characters are Chester and Allegra. So it's Chester some... and no, Frost? no, no, it's... no, because Frost <laughs> is a lesbian. Okay, first right, of all. right. So obviously. if it's not like a new female character, I don't want it. Um, Frost and Mina, and then Mina becomes Godspeed. Ooh. Oh, what is she going to date with Nina? It would. Oh, my God. (laughs) We've solved the case. (laughs) I still, I wanted her to be kidnapped by, that it happened, she went off with her mom. So I wanted her to be kidnapped, if she's kidnapped with Black Hole at any time in the near future, then that could be set up for her to, like, meet Mina, so. Yes. Yeah. Fingers crossed. This isn't from the panel, but we did. Uh, Eric did previously mention that Natalie Dreyfus will be incorporated into the story in season seven. Um, mm-hmm. Very happy for her with that, because obviously we left off with a cliffhanger for Sue. But what was in the story, in the panel, sorry, is that uh, Cecile is going to have more active powers next season. Like, she's been pretty passive and just, like, reading the minds. And, like, but, letting stuff come to her. Yeah, exactly. So now she's going to, like, branch out, I guess, be seen doing her job more. And in the process of that, get into trouble. And I think we sort of saw yeah. that in the, in in the, the trailer. trailer. Mm-hmm. Really, yeah. Is that a new person that she was talking to? Because I feel like we... No, it was Top from season three. What? Oh, wow. I did not catch that. It, yeah, like, I, I was like, should either. I know who this woman is or not? <laughs> like, okay. That's interesting. I feel like that's going to get into her, you know, using actively. And I don't know if... Well, I'd, I'm kind of like on the fence about it because Danny was like, I want to be evil. And it wasn't that the storyline she was like pitching yeah, to Eric yeah. for like seasons. And he was like, no. So I, I doubt it will like stray her into because it, it looked like she was trying to be persuaded to go down right. the bad route. So Unless she was teasing him about it now because that's what they're doing, you know? It's possible. Yeah. Is she that but smart to do that? I- <laughs> To delicately <laughs> drop those kind of hits. We'll find out. We'll find okay. out. <laughs> um, anyway, they wasted time with the kiss, kiss, breach, breach, black and white scene. Definitely. However, it was nice to hear Carlos pimp Camilla, right? He was like, I think that that episode is important because it shows why Cisco and Camilla work so well together and why they, they're meant for each other. And I was like, well, that was nice of you, Carlos. Thank you. Um, so, woo for that. Um, anything else? Oh, they did. they did bring up the news about Joe. Right, that Joe's story is going to have like a hot topic, real life, socially conscious storyline. Mm-hmm. And Eric did say, in a better words than I was laughing with my right, white writers about police brutality, <laughs> he said that they have a responsibility to tell those kinds of stories. And so he's excited to incorporate that into Joe's life. Um, yeah. And I think that's pretty much that's all. We covered all. Anyone else have any thoughts on the panel? It's just that it was weird that they didn't include Victoria. Like, right. I know that she's not a series regular, but she was still a decent part of season six. Yeah. At least I, much I more like than the... Chester, even. Like, so I, right. I don't know. Yeah. I feel like, like she would have had something that to talk would, about. That would have been like the cut, like the requirement for why she wouldn't have been is because she's not a regular, though. The only other person that wasn't, the only other people that weren't there were Tom and Jesse. Mm-hmm. But yeah. Yeah, I, I agree that she would have had more to say than some people, but that's okay. <laughs> Hopefully she will still be quite a, around quite a bit in Season 7, despite not being a regular for unknown reasons. All right, moving on to Superman and Lois. 
Uh, and where we left off was on like Supergirl slash Crisis, because there is no Superman and Lois before this. After Crisis, uh, we find out that Lois and Clark have two teenage boys. And now it turns out that they're going to be moving back to Smallville after a tragedy takes place. So like probably someone did a funeral. I'm sure it's going to be Jonathan, like the dad. He yeah. Die or something. They go back and, for and leave them like the barn. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> and then they decide that it's better to raise their kids in Smallville instead of in Metropolis. So that's cool. I will say I thought this was one of the better panels just because there's just so much information to actually provide because we don't, know we don't have anything already. <laughs> so you can't ask them, like, what was your favorite moment? What yeah. is your character? Blah, blah, blah. Like the stupid things that they wasted time with in the other panels. Um, so, um, for new castings, I'm just going to go over the cast list, period, because it's all new. Um, Lana Lang, played by Emmanuel Shrieky, who you may know from The Night Before Christmas, if you watch that, or The Passage, or if you go way back in time, that NSYNC movie, On the Line. Her greatest work. Ah, uh, I remember that. <laughs> her husband, Kyle Gushing, is played by Eric Valdez from General Hospital and Graceland. Her daughter, Sarah Cushing, is played by Inda Navarrete from 13 Reasons Why. Um, and Lois's father, Sam Lane, is now being played by Dylan Walsh. I don't remember who used to play him, but it's not him anymore. Now it's Dylan Walsh from Blue Bloods. And their sons, Jonathan and Jordan, are played, ironically, Jonathan is played by Jordan Elsass from Little Fires Everywhere. <laughs> and Jordan is played by Alex Garpin, who was Linus in the Peanuts movie. I could not find another relevant thing where his face was shown. Yeah, that's what I saw, too. Yeah. So, <laughs> he must okay, be, like, then. brand new. Yeah. <laughs> he just got here. And then finally, Wally Parks, who uh, is an All-American, uh, he will be Ryan Simmons, a stranger who's, ba- who's Lex Luthor from another Earth. That's who he is. He is another Earth's Lex Luthor. And he will be, like, the villain of the series. Um, so now, on to the panel itself. Uh, what's his face? Man that I used to be married Todd? to. Yes, thank you. Todd Helbing, my ex-husband. Uh, <laughs> he, he talks about how he took inspiration from his own marriage and kids, right? His the kids one, not different. yours, but, like... Not, not that marriage, other right? His other <laughs> marriage. His actual woman. <laughs> <laughs> so, you know how there's the struggles of working parents and also when your kids have, quote, disparate needs. So it does sound like the kids are going to have, like, two very different personalities and maybe their powers manifest. Two different powers, yeah. You said their powers won't be the same. Powers manifest in ways and then they have to deal with um, how they're going to take care of both of their little potential superhero children. Um, Also, it is a plot point, right, that Clark does not age because Tyler is literally 33 years old and cannot have 16-year-old children. Um, (laughs) so it's, you know, Clark and his Kryptonian ways is not aging. And that is why his wife is like 15 years older than him. I'm sorry. I don't know how old Bitsy is. (laughs) 15 years older. She responded to someone on Twitter. Like someone quoted her being like, how dare all of you guys talk about this beautiful woman and how she's older. You know, they're, they're making a point of defending Bitsy, but also brought up like her age on a tweet that had nothing to do with her age. And so she kind of responded to it, but I I can't find it. If I find it, then I'll, she like fake you, but we don't need to talk about my age. Yeah. (laughs) I actually, at one point she's supposed to be older than Clark. Yeah. 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 But like, yeah, to have teenage sons is ridiculous. Right. I don't think like my problem isn't her age. My problem is his age. From the time they cast, I was like, what is happening? Why is why is he 
only one year older than Kara. But anyway, um, uh, so yeah, I actually like, I will say I like Missy. I think I've said this before, but I think she's a very, like, I think she's very genuine in her, you know, like some people might find it cloying, but I think that she means it. I think she's just a very, you know, let's all get along person. Yeah. <laughs> so, so, you know, that's fine. Anyway. Uh, um, what else did we learn? Okay. So Todd also explained that don't worry, Clark is definitely not going to cheat on Lois. It's not really a love triangle. It's just how do adults deal with the awkwardness of now living in the vicinity of your first love. But it's just awkward. And then it'll probably be more awkward when Sarah Cushing has the two brothers fighting over her. Because that will be the love triangle. Jordan when, and wait, who has the two brothers? Um, the two, oh, the daughter. Yeah. 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 So I was about to ask, like, whose love interest is she? Because exactly. that's definitely going to be something. So that's the love triangle. The love triangle is Lana's daughter and Lois's two sons. So they're going to both come into her. And, and she has her own secret that she's keeping. Whatever that means. Ooh. Oh, <laughs> entanglement. Entanglement's everywhere. Um, and then we've got General Lane, who sees Superman as kind of like his soldier, the way that I assume. Or actually, that's actually the way that Jacob Kane is supposed to see Batwoman, but doesn't for some reason in Batwoman. So that's what it's going to be like in Lois and Clark. Or, sorry, Superman and Clark. General Lane thinks that Superman should basically like do what he Superman wants. Superman and Lois. Superman and Lois. Yeah. Whatever the show is called. <laughs> the show with both of them. The Lois show. Um, uh, Lois' dad wants Superman to kind of like work for him. And also he and Lois don't get along because he was a shit parent. Um, and she's like, look at how much better Clark is at being a parent when he is also literally a Superman. Dad, you are stupid. So that's me great. Um, and then they did, uh, Tyler did promise that he, he will get a better suit. Because apparently it was a big issue with people that his suit was like not the best. It really was. We had an argument, not an argument, but they were talking about it at my job. And they're like, yeah, his suit was awful. I'm like, damn, I didn't know people felt that way. (laughs) I didn't know there were strong thoughts on his suit, but it turns out there are. I mean, it just looked like a regular Superman suit. I didn't, (laughs) like, it wasn't offensive. (laughs) What were the arguments to to suit? It just, like, it didn't, most of it was just, like, it didn't look right. It wasn't pleasing to my eyes. It wasn't the Superman suit that we all know. Type, you know, dumb stuff like that. Like, where it's not like really important, but the change is something people are right. still happy about. I don't know. Yeah, I saw a video like people talking about the panel, like reactions to the panel, and someone was was going on like, like we've all seen how he was diminished in Supergirl, and part of that is suit. Like they wanted to make sure that he didn't stand out as much. They, as she he didn't did. shine as much. Exactly, as and I was like, all right, okay. okay. Literally, the only thing that I remember about his suit is like the butt pictures when. <laughs> <laughs> Like, yeah, he has so much cake back there. Yeah, exactly. When I think of Superman's suit, I just think of Tyler Hecklin's ass. No He's the new Nightwing. <laughs> it looks fine to me. <laughs> oh, my God. So, do and it confirmed, any- right, it was like 13 episodes this yeah. season. First season, like, because it, it was going to be a, mid- a mid-season mm-hmm. show from the start. And it still will be, even though all shows are now mid-season shows. <laughs> <laughs> Any other thoughts, ladies? No, I mean, I was only just a little bit worried when they mentioned, like, love trying. I'm like, hold on. They're married. Like, why would you do that? That's just messed right. up. <laughs> I think that's what, like, most people in fandom, when the whole thing came out about, like, Lana being also in the picture. And I, I guess they didn't really explain it well. So hopefully, I guess maybe after the panel 
they shifted yeah, the focus onto the kids, which is probably where it should be. Um, I was going to say something, and I don't remember. Like, it just literally left my mind right now. But they didn't say anything because I didn't watch it. Oh, yeah. It was just replaced by Tyler's butt. No, no, I'm just kidding. But, like, um, <laughs> I know what I was going to say. Because, like, the descriptions of the sons, because Jordan is an OC. He's an original character. Um, and so I guess there is, you know, in the comics, Jonathan comes, like, turn, grows into Superboy. So what are they going to... That's kind of, I think, one of the questions I have is, like, now that they have a second son, like, where are they going to do for Jordan? And I feel like they have two sons because Todd Helbing has two sons, right? That is correct. I feel like that's that's that was like the oh that would be a great idea. Let me put in my OC here. But the way that they described like Jonathan, I think he was described as like clean cut. Um, it's some other. He's adages. like the all American boy, all American, but all in American a way that cut. isn't outdated. Right, and then. Um, Jordan is like wildly intelligent. <laughs> wildly intelligent was like the first descriptor for him. So I'm like, they just they just call Jonathan like dumb. <laughs> like, like all Jonathan American means a himbo. All and Jordan, means, yeah, he's a himbo. <laughs> There's not much going on up there. But he's great to look at. Jordan is he's got like um, it said that he was wildly intelligent and some like social anxieties or some kind of anxieties. Right. He has he has problems. But he's a little bit more neurotic, I think. Mm-hmm. So. Well, I, he, I think he's very much like Damien. I feel like he is going to be like Damien, but a like, child of... <laughs> a child Clark. of Clark. <laughs> I'm so, interested to see, because they also did say that the powers are going to be, like, they're not going to have the same powers, which I think is good, because when, you know, because Lois isn't Kryptonian, first of all, mm-hmm. so they're only half, and then it makes sense that you don't have two of full Superman powers, one has like you know DNA and genetics and like X like and Y Ys, yeah, yeah, yeah. So that'd be interesting to see. To be twins, right? Yeah, they are twins. Okay. Who has what power, mm-hmm. and how it fits their personality? What it's like to also be a millennial with sixteen-year-olds, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> younger millennial, or what's that called? There's a new, there's a new generation now. Sixteen-year-olds are different. Gen Z. Gen Z. Well, like, no, Tyler is the millennial. Yeah, but Tyler is the Gen Z. Oh, no, you're just saying, <laughs> Older Gen Z. <laughs> yeah, I see, I see. <laughs> All right, then moving on to Legends of Tomorrow, where last we left off, the team defeated Atropos. They said farewell to Charlie as she stayed with her um, punk rock band. Sarah got herself abducted by aliens. Uh, Zari 2.0 is here to stay, and so is Behrad. And Astra and Constantine will just live unhappily ever after. According to the uh, panel, uh, and in new castings, we have Esperanza Spooner Cruz, which is the strangest nickname. I'm like, why is she a spooner? What is she spooning? Maybe, maybe she likes to spoon. <laughs> maybe she just does. I don't know. Um, played by Lizeth Chavez from Chicago PD. She was kidnapped by aliens, and now she is back with a vengeance. She also has the power to telepathically communicate with those aliens, which would be a key asset for the aliens. I mean, for the legends, if they can get along with. So, so it'll be another a conflicts at first. It's another Charlie sure. type situation. Exactly. She'll be welcomed into the and also. Afterwards. I've heard this story before. Yeah. <laughs> it sounds familiar. <laughs> um, so, 
this was like a very like bare minimum panel panel. They had like a whole blooper reel at first. And they even played like a like one of those like introduction to legends videos from season one. Like they played um hot girl talking about being like a new character in the DC, you know, universe. And I was like, what is happening? Why are we why are we doing this? And then they played like a whole like true true or false game. Um where was it I can't even remember who the moderator was now. Was it Chancellor or was it Dane? It Dane was Dane? Chancellor. Okay, Chancellor. Or Chancellor would, like, come up with, like, a... Or have probably written down uh, this, like, obscure fact. And there might be, like, one thing that's wrong with it. And then they'd say whether it's true or false. You know. I'm, I'm just thinking now, like, the Flash did... The set. Flash did no no games. Like, yeah, they had the didn't. most, like, information-laced panel... Versus, like, some of the other panels was all like, what was your favorite color? Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Um, so, you know, you, you, <laughs> you win some, you lose So I guess. We're like, we don't get any fun, fun things from The Flash, but I guess we got some information. We got some information. <laughs> um, so there is, like, a little bit, like, this isn't really, like, something that's going to happen, but Jess and Katie talked about how like Ava has like a very specific plan for the future while Sarah just lives in the moment and perhaps that might cause com- continue to cause conflict for the couple although right now what's really causing conflict is Sarah being abducted by aliens <laughs> and Ava breaks down like apparently Ava is supposed to be the second man right we spent all last season teaching right. her how, how to command if Sarah's not there but now that Sarah isn't there Ava is just not having it so um so that uh creates some havoc for the kids apparently with sarah away the kids go crazy and so we're going to get to see what it would like what it would do to the team for sarah to be missing but sarah won't be missing from our lives because we will be following her solo journey with the aliens she will still be in the episodes you know what is interesting like like as you going through like ava having like a panic attack and her not having it is the difference of like, I, I feel like she should be a character that would keep it together on the surface and just, like, panic behind the scenes. But, like, apparently she is just nothing without Sarah, <laughs> without Sarah there. Whereas, like, on, like, the opposite end of the spectrum, you have, like, Iris when Barry mm-hmm. left and went into the Speed Force and she had to be alone. I feel like she would have been within the right to, like, spiral publicly and out and not know what to do but they had her like commanding the ship right off the bat so I just feel like it's it's kind of interesting that this is the direction that they're taking with Ava when she's been like the director of like a whole ass government organization I think part of it they actually kind of answer themselves in the panel without directly saying that's why but they talk about how early on Ava was very much the buttoned up like straight woman of the show. Ha 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 straight woman. But you know. Um, <laughs> and, but then they realized that Jess was such a comedic actress that they wanted to explore her comedic skills more. So that's when they started making Ava Sassy. unravel at every possible opportunity. <laughs> yeah. So I feel like that's kind of like, because I assume they're not going to do it in a depressing way, especially because we right. know that Sarah's fine. Yeah, yeah. You know? Yeah. So they're going to do it in like a spastic, like, I can't do this kind of way. So. Or well, they're just going like too far in the opposite direction. I mean, I agree. I think that you could definitely. It's more fun when mm-hmm. you have a character who is buttoned up, and then every once in a while, like with Raymond Holt in Brooklyn Nine Nine, right? Every once in a while, mm-hmm. they've got that thing, and then you're like, "Oh my god, that was so funny!" But <laughs> about to just Ava being like, <laughs> "So we'll see, 
<laughs> we'll see how it goes. Yeah, but I will say, like, <laughs> they have sort of reached OTP status because they are now separate a separated couple. They have somehow <laughs> something has taken them away from each other for a little while. <laughs> That's true. They, they're going through all the hoops. All the hoops that are necessary. Um, Cheyenne spoke about uh, be you know, having to act like you know, Bayrod's been there for like three years and how Nick Zano helped Zano helped help become besties with him and like, you know, introduced him to like the whole dynamic and everything. So that was really cute. Um, and I was glad to hear Tala talk about, you know, having to say goodbye to Zari 1.0 and how it is actually bittersweet because she does really love Zari 1.0 and she was even angry at her other self for taking the spot from her. She's <laughs> like, no, Tala, how could you take this role from Tala? And that, so, so I think that was cute. Um, what I did, and also we had already mentioned this before and everyone knows this already because it's from the, from the shorter version of the panel, but she did talk about how they brought on Uma Muhammad, the, a Muslim writer along with her to actually understand the Muslim American experience. So that was very cool of them and more people should do that. Mm. <laughs> also, I thought it was really interesting that, um, Matt talked about Constantine and how Constantine like is finally happy, right? He's like reached a situation where the ast- the astro journey is kind of wrapped up you know now he and astro like, get along as much as they can and she's safe that's been like his journey for like a decade now and yet he's not happy because it's like scary to be happy right he didn't right. mention sorry but i would imagine this is a part of it like he's got zari he's got astra what else does he need and so now he's like am i unhappy to be happy like why <laughs> what i, guess, is I mean like if you've been like if something has been a part of your life and you know he's been having to the driving force of his existence is I have to save Astra and I have to like write all these wrongs and then you complete your goal and it's kind of like well now what am I it's kind of like he's having a a midlife crisis almost like what what do I do now he's gonna be like the Ava how Ava was last season (laughs) right (laughs) so that'll be very interesting to see um and then I think that's pretty much it like Someone asked if there could ever be a full musical episode, and the response was like, well, anything could happen, but not all of us can sing, so we'll see. So, so there you go. That's what you missed on Glee. Uh, any other thoughts? I definitely liked the um, focus on the how they're going to explore Zari and Beharad's sibling dynamic next season. Yes, so I think that right. was really important. Uh, we we talked so much about it last season and how we had so much shit. <laughs> <laughs> we really did. Yeah, yeah, because they did mention like how they had actually gotten to interact very little, despite mm-hmm. the fact that the season was kind of built Set around, up that. around that. Yeah, yeah. it was yeah. all about like who's Zar- like is this really Zari? You know, all about the Zari 1.0 and 2.0. And now we're gonna get really into their dynamic and how they grew up together. Now that she's like full time, so that's nice. Yeah, I'm very much looking forward to that. I think it'll be a lot of fun to actually get get a family dynamic. I was going to um, say, I wonder if Spooner will be like a love interest. I was like, oh, no, no, wait. Charlie's no longer there. She's not coming back. So, and Zarya's like, never I'm mind. So <laughs> yeah, she's like, I am very straight. <laughs> I do not bend at all. <laughs> I hope there's, I mean, you know, I expect there to be some tension or back and forth with Zari and Constantine because that's part of the appeal of their relationship but I would like mm-hmm. for it to last a little bit mm-hmm. you know and right. keep Spooner away from I'm going to say this right now keep Spooner away from 
Nick Thano. Oh god. <laughs> yes. yes. Oh god. Oh my god. Oh, they did also say that they are gonna deal with the fact that dudes lost a lot of, you know. Zari 1.0's gone, Zari 2.0 don't love him. He lost uh Ray, etc. So and, they're they're gonna be okay. like that that his his Get you him know, a dog and call Ray. it a day. <laughs> <laughs> I would so, I would like more of his um him and Sean's BFF duo. Yeah. The himbo yeah. duo. But I do not need another love interest for him. I really, Agreed. really don't. Agreed. No love interest, please. Please be um, gay, Spooner. <laughs> love triangle. Ava and Spooner spoon while Sarah is away. Or, I, mean, I feel like they also could do and I I hope they don't do that again because it like puts unnecessary strain between two do bros but like have the triangle be between Behrad Spooner and what's his face would also be something that seems like they would would do Yeah, and I don't necessarily want that no I wouldn't want that either maybe yeah I mean I guess just a ship between Behrad and Behrad and not not including (laughs) Nate would be fine Nate oh it would be it would be interesting if it was like Nate was like if the triangle was over Behrad, like she was thinking, about- oh my god, yes, <laughs> I would that do that. Would be one. So that funny. would be that's something that I would, would be so for. funny. Okay, I want that. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> okay, now that we've officially paired her off, do you hear that, <laughs> Legends writers? <laughs> <laughs> right, he just wrote it for you. Do that. Congrats. Yes. Yeah. <laughs> All right. So now we now we uh, launch off into Batwoman, where last we left off, uh, Kate Kane was there. Uh, Alice, <laughs> Alice killed Mouse and gave Hush the face of Bruce Wayne. Dun dun dun! And now, when we return, Javicia, Leslie, who was in God Friended Me, oh, Berlanti friend, uh, will be Ryan oh, Wilder. She is God. Yeah. <laughs> um, she'll be playing the new Batwoman, Ryan Wilder. And Shivani Guy from The Catch was like the last biggest thing I could find for her. Uh, is Sophia, who is a woman that is so commanding that even Alice is afraid of her. So I don't know what that means. Like, does that mean she's good? Or does that mean she's even worse than Alice? We'll find <laughs> out. Stay tuned. Um, but um, we got to really, like, get to know Javicia. She was so sweet and funny. Um, and she, you know, we got to learn a little bit more about Ryan. So Ryan is a goofy, meets badass character. She doesn't like what we she doesn't like to be told what to do. She doesn't like to follow the rules. And very interestingly, they talked about her suit, which is like they had to feel like that suit could be worn by a black woman and that she still looks you know, like a black woman in the suit, gets to keep her hair, um, and et cetera. So they're still working on it, still workshopping it. Okay. But, I was going to ask, like, what are they doing with the hair? Right. that would be the most, like, defining characteristic. <laughs> I think yeah, that's yeah, I like natural that she was very, she yeah. was very open about talking to Caroline about it. And mm-hmm. Caroline kept nodding. She's like, yeah, like, she looked very enthusiastic. So I like that there seems to be some communication there about open what dialogue. Wa- wants yeah. for Batwoman so that she can make her distinct as a black woman and her own So she's been sending her all the fan art that she likes, yeah. that she thinks looks good. Yeah, so. <laughs> so she's like, see this? Works. Fans already want it, so we have to have it. <laughs> Yeah. Uh, Cameras was surprised by the Luke and Mary, how quickly the Luke and Mary sh- ship took off. Um, this and... ship took off before the show. Exactly. <laughs> and Caroline was like, why? Of course it would take off. But yeah, so so he was like, yeah, before yeah. they even met, people were like, they have to date. And then they met. And people were like, you <laughs> and were like, right. he, 
he claims that he coined Hamel Fox. You did so, not, sir. You know, <laughs> like anyone could come up with that. We all know what the what the um, formula is. <laughs> so, but but it does sound like that ship is going somewhere. It definitely sounds like everyone's on board with it. You know, whether I mean, I assume it means they planned it all along because of Caroline's reaction. But even if they hadn't, she was you know she's ready for it to happen now. So. We shall see. We shall see. However, Luke's response to Ryan will be interesting because Luke is like tentative about letting her put on this, like put on a suit. I mean, and that's like you know obvious because yeah. it's like his baby, and it right. was the baby that he raised with his gay best friend. So exactly. Exactly. <laughs> trying to give that away to somebody else, like you yeah. just got here, you're new, I don't know you, and I feel like that's the reaction that a lot of the people. Right. will have because they were all connected to Kate very very intimately like closely so be, like so. honoring her so then can we really give this over to someone else and then also right. like if we do that doesn't that mean she's not going to come back or whatever right that'll be interesting but yeah he says especially because like it was hard enough to give it over to Batman's cousin who has military exactly. training and everything and now exactly. this chick just comes off the streets and is like I want to do it and then he's like <laughs> mm-hmm. and then as we suspected Mary will feel connected to Ryan because they have that, you know, um, need to help people, right? They, they're like helping people on the streets. So yay for Mary and Ryan. And also um, she gave an interesting, Nicole Kang said that like, it'll be interesting to see what Alice and Mary's dynamic is now because Kate is not there as their buffer. So presumably we're going to see more antagonism. Will, will Alice now treat Mary or like her sister? They- bond because they are both been right. <laughs> abandoned by Kate. <laughs> They're both Kateless now. <laughs> yeah, so like maybe now Mary will replace Kate in Alice's mind kind of thing. Like this is like my my, my person, you know? I don't know. I agree. And Ryan will ironically be the uniter of the Kane family who currently is like like I'm like so I'm like Alice, Mary and Jacob <laughs> will be united by <laughs> Ryan, <laughs> she will connect all these strands. So I don't know how she's going to do that, but it'll be interesting. Um, what else do we have? Oh, Sophie is, you know, having to deal with Kate disappearing, but also like Ryan will help pull Sophie out of her shell. So yeah. I think, I think he was Luke. I think, okay, I think it was Cameras who said that like, he thinks that like Sophie will feel like a kinship with the new Batwoman. Cause she's like, Oh, it's a fellow, you know, I got to support my fellow black woman. With black women in power, I must protect her identity, <laughs> even though I don't know her, kind of thing. Um, but also, you know, she always suspected Kate was that woman, and now it's clearly not Kate, and Kate is missing, so that'll be of, of interest, I assume. Yeah, and she also, also did say like she will mm-hmm. sort of like um, not butt heads with her, but kind of be suspicious of Ryan at first because mm-hmm. she's which you know, also the new girl, yeah, right. yeah, the new not Kate girl. And they also mentioned wanting to see Sophie take on the Commissioner Gordon type of role, move up through the ranks, even if she's still like, and actually work with that woman, unlike Mr. Jacob King. Yeah. Yeah. I feel like with Sophie, it will be nice to see her. Because I'm also like, like Miriam, I'm also not on the Sophie Ryan need to date train because I feel like that should just be singular to Kate's Batwoman and not necessarily Ryan's. So I feel like um, I would like to see more of a mentorship, big sister, little sister kind of thing Mm -hmm. between them. 
um, and kind of that bond, you know, like they're saying, you know, because she is uh, black Batwoman. Clearly, I was gonna say black woman. <laughs> she is a black woman, <laughs> so yeah, there is that kind of like solidarity there because you want to protect this person. Um, so I, I'm looking forward to seeing that kind of friendship between them. Was the girl that played the actress that played Julie? Was she also in the panel or no? Mm-hmm. No. Is she yeah. going to be a regular next season? I they haven't I, announced anything yet. I guess not. If she wasn't on the panel, because I'm assuming that they called all the regulars, so she might not be a regular yet. But I'm also interested into what they plan to do with that relationship now, because that triangle fell all the way apart. <laughs> She can transition to the show Pennyworth, where she will be a Pennyworth. <laughs> um, uh, I was going to say that um, what I really loved about, j- just in general, Javisi's energy and, and her excitement, but I know a lot of people were concerned about the description for Ryan as a person. Yes. And yeah. I feel like Javisia kind of cleared that a lot of that up. At least she, like, you know made me feel better I, I can't speak to everybody, for, to everybody else but um kind of her description of like helping people on the streets and maybe that's why she gets into trouble because she is right. trying to help and not because she's you know actually up to yeah terrible things or anything like that good. yeah it sounded like more of a mary type of situation yeah like exactly mary has the opportunity to do it in secret as opposed to yeah. ryan and if, i feel like because i just i recently reread the description and got mad all over again but i think the part that i'm annoyed with is the whole she hasn't had anybody to guide her for her like life. And that's why she's always like getting into trouble and becoming a drug runner and all this kind of stuff, which I wish, did they clear up the, cause I didn't get to see this panel, the drug runner part. I don't think they it. mentioned it. Like, mention medical. it yeah. Okay. You still have time to make it medical, like pharmaceuticals. <laughs> well, <and laughs> I, think, running it I mean, they really could because like they, they did mention, you know, her and Mary potentially yeah. bonding. So that's why I feel that's like how I they hope, meet, yeah. Okay. You know? Yeah. Yeah. But they I didn't feel specify, like that is the way that I'm... they meet. Yeah. If that's the way that it meets, then that's fine. But, like, yeah, the way they wrote that description was not fine. No. Oh, and they haven't cast the Scarecrow yet, have they? No. no they didn't mention if they have, no. So. Okay. No, the Scarecrow. There's, there's, also, scare- there's always time to add. No, but, like, I think that wasn't it in Ryan's description that her mom was killed by Scarecrow? Mm. I feel like that was I, I feel like that was in the description of why she feels like she needs to, to wear the bat. Part of that is like her villain is going to be Scarecrow this season. Oh, I totally so if they I don't know if they drop that or not, but that's you know. And I was going to say you know Raul he is Scarecrow on one show. Why not make him Scarecrow on another? And who cares that he dated Lena on Supergirl? Because <laughs> they don't remember. They won't care. Um, yeah. <laughs> All right. Is that is that the end of uh, that's the end of our thoughts? That woman. All right. Now on to Black Lightning. Uh, we last left off with the Pierce family exposing the ASA's conspiracy against Freeland in front of Congress. ASA was disbanded. Congress gave Freeland special funding for a boarding school to educate metahuman children. Lynn is gonna like be educating them, and hopefully Jefferson too. Because um, he needs to get back to teaching. Uh, but, unfortunately, all is not well because Gravedigger is alive. Uh, and also, Tobias Whale wants to be king of Underworld again. But we got Lala and Lady Eve and something called the Shadow Board. So, sinister 
beings are lurking all around while we try to save the last like five remaining green line babies. I have not heard of any casting. And also we have a large enough cast as it is. Have you guys heard of any casting? No? I have not. Okay. So moving into the panel. They talk about God a lot in this panel, which I was like, I'm not surprised like that they are people of faith, but I am surprised that they just talk about it so much. Because <laughs> I was like, is that a thing that we can just talk about? <laughs> I didn't realize. Because <laughs> usually you don't see people talking, you know, bringing it up that often in, in like professional settings or whatever. So that was interesting. But that aside, uh, Nafisa wants Anissa and Grace to get married for the fans, but also because she wants to see where the love can go. Um, that would be nice. I would like, you know, Grace to be on screen more. So if they got married, maybe that would happen. Um, I thought that Christine was throwing shade at the writers. I thought it was funny when they asked her what she wanted for next season. She was like, I would love not to be drunk or on drugs or with my dog's toilet. <laughs> we would love that too. Thank my you. Husband. <laughs> They did her so dirty yeah. in this past season. <laughs> so um, hopefully she'll be pulling herself together. She needs to if she's going to be in charge of green light baby school. Um, the metahuman. But the uh, last we saw her, she still had some green light left. Like she yeah. tended to flush it down the toilet and then she didn't. But I hope, I mean, I really. And she took it, right? Yeah, she took it. So she still hasn't let go of that addiction yet. Right. So we're probably still going to see her struggling with it, but hopefully she'll be getting the better of it sooner rather than later. Fingers crossed. Um, Jordan, however, wants to see, like, or not really however, Jordan also would like to see Khalil go through some psychological recovery. Um, also, someone asked if there was going to be more Jen and Khalil next season, and he was like, well, you know, someone kicked me out, <laughs> left me high and dry, so I don't know if there's going to be more Jen and Khalil. But... <laughs> <laughs> So uh, maybe maybe Jen will find it in her heart to, you know, to try to be a part of his psychological recovery. Or maybe he will recover psychologically on his own. And then we can see where they go from there. Gamby also would like a girlfriend. <laughs> he says, <laughs> James Remar says he wants to see Gamby have some business in his life. Get a girlfriend or a long lost child. He's like, I hope some woman Aww. shows up with a child for Gamby from 30 years ago. So that would be was raising Jefferson not enough for you? <laughs> that would be interesting. That would be like really interesting though if you had like a long lost child that came and there was some kind of like residual like tension between the lost oh, kid and Jefferson. And then, that's on, that would be yeah. funny. That would be funny. Um, and then also he was like maybe Gambit can get some powers too. So he just was like, I have a whole spinoff show for Gambit right now. He just <laughs> wants like I want a job. Like I want to keep me employed and. Keep- check to hear some possible storylines to help you do that <laughs> clearly uh Crondon wants to see tobias go from the underworld to the overworld to go back into the mainstream society and trying to get back into politics um and also he wants That'd to see more tobias trying to do good at freeland even if it's for like a selfish reason uh he wants to see tobias try and actually like bring freeland up um so i also agree like i think that would be interesting because you know that he's like evil and that his intentions or his you know mindset is bad and yet he's actually doing something because he has the power to and he's actually doing something yeah. that has good benefits you're like hmm. he, that it could be like a lex Luthor kind of thing where exactly. he, he's not good but you know from the public perspective mm-hmm. what he's doing is for their benefit so there's some kind of like yeah duality there especially if he's like helping with the school or something and that's like yes. the tension with lynn 
So yeah, I would like to see that. I would, I'm interested in that idea. Um, also, he was like, you know, Khalil is still a thorn in his side. So <laughs> please More leave Khalil, Khalil alone. <laughs> <laughs> um, and would really like to see Jefferson go back to school, go back to the kids, go back to trying to be, you know, the Jefferson side of him. So, and I yeah. agree with that. I've always wanted that for Jefferson. So, uh, and then finally, China was asked if we're going to see more of Jennifer and more Jennifer's and more dimension traveling. And she does not know any of the plot lines, but that she does very much want to see Jennifer explore her powers in that way. I certainly do too. Um, so yeah. Any thoughts on these thoughts? Did they talk about Lady Eve? Cause I didn't get to see this panel. No, they didn't say anything about Lady Eve. Um, it was just like, I guess if Tobias decided to go, you know, public public if he decided to try to run for office maybe he'd suddenly find lady eve was doing that too you know that would be interesting but they didn't mention any about it otherwise i just agree with christine like you know lynn should have some other things to do that are more healthy in season four yeah so please do that for her (laughs) Mm -hmm. i think she should be more fleshed out and i don't know if they thought giving her an alcohol and drug problem would flesh her out but then it's not so let's not do that Um, yeah, I, I really hated her character storylines in the previous season. So I'm not really, I don't know. I don't know how they, I feel like I, I'm just gonna leave that there. But I guess like my thoughts on Miriam's thoughts about, you know, how, you know, she was worried about them trying to, Nafisa's suggestion to do more Black Lives Matter is that I agree that I feel like, especially with what what did we just get through season three mm-hmm. the whole war for freeland and i feel like they they go in so hard and in the beginning it was like really really tense and interesting but somewhere along the way it just kind of got lost or like too straight on and not like enough um what do you call it i don't know it was it's, it was very like 2d and not 3d right if that right. makes sense yeah yeah and I feel like they have the way that their show is set up. It's already kind of very Black Lives Matter and in the messaging of very clear black and white between the white oppressors <laughs> and the citizens of Freeland. Um, and sometimes it comes it comes off like very very dark. And I think like the war and everything was like very very dark and very very like oppressing. Mm-hmm. Um, so I don't, you know, I guess that whole, I'm triggered already in real life. I don't need to be constantly triggered in the show. Right. So, and, you know, they could have done like a police thing like they're doing with Joe on the Flash, except they killed their police officer character. Oh, God, yes, that's true. Yeah. Bill Henderson is still, still dead, so they don't really have that angle anymore. I guess they could do whatever the vacuum is. I wonder, that would be something interesting. What's what is the vacuum of power like now that Bill has died? Like who takes over the police force? And we now know, you know, whoever it's going to be, there's no guarantee that they're going to be sympathetic to Black Lightning in the way that Bill was once he figured out who Black Lightning was. So right, that'll be another interesting dynamic. Indeed it will. Indeed it will. And we will miss you. I know. Bill Henderson. You were a great man. Okay. Any other thoughts? 
No, just that I agree with what everything that Jessica just said. So, <laughs> all right, now we're gonna go into like the mini ear panels. Just not really mini because they they weren't actually that much shorter. They just had mini literally no less. information. <laughs> we care less, and also there's just no information. <laughs> um, so yeah, they're they're like you know like when you have like the sailor scouts, right? And you've got like yeah. the, the main sailor scouts, like, and you have like the like outer ring, and, and exactly. And, and Neptune, and Uranus, and Pluto. That's what's going on here. So <laughs> we've got we've got Star Girl. Um, we left off with a baby JSA defeating the Injustice Society, but leaving the door for evil kids in town, and also literally coming back to town is maybe the original Starman. I don't know, but it's definitely Joel McHale. Unlike every other person that we have thought was Joel McHale this season. So, um, that will be interesting. No new casting that I've heard of. Um, the reveals and speculations of the panel were pretty much uh, Jeff John saying that there's going to be more Grundy. More Solon Grundy. Yeah. Um, and also, Eclipso was introduced in season one when I think Cindy went down to like speak to Eclipso. It's going to be important in season two. Going to come back in a big way. Probably as part of Cindy's, you know, uh, entourage or whatever. Uh, and also the pink pen will be played with in season two. We're going to get um, probably some more characters. And then Yvette and Angelica had very nice things to say about representing their communities. So that was very nice. Yep. I really, I Angelica. actually did watch this one. <laughs> ah, Yvette! Embrek. Embrek, yeah. I actually <laughs> learned that Brecht and Angelica live together. Yes, that's yep. cute. They're so yeah. cute. They they were so cute. They, this yeah. was a really really fun panel, and they like the beginning of the panel. They all had their sunglasses and did you know pretended they were like Doctor Midnight and were like five fun facts, and all of their fun facts. They just it seemed like they just really enjoy spending time together, and they're all very supportive of each other. Um, you know, it's like I was, I was, I was kind of like had like a wow, this is really refreshing to have. Such a cast <laughs> enjoying being with each other all the time. Yeah. So that was really cute. And I think, was it, did we talk about, I don't know if we talked about this, it was um, about the pink pen. Um, and I don't know if we said this on one of our episodes or whatever, we were like talking about, you know, maybe that could be Mike's thing. If you found the pen, because it'd be like, easy for him to find. But looking up in like the comics, one of the iterations of um the character that has pink pen is a black kid named uh, I think it started with a J. I can't I can't <laughs> remember it. But now I'm like now Mike needs to stay far away from the pen because if they do bring in that character I'd want him to play it. After I can just be the little brother who helps sometimes and gives his dad right. a wrench. <laughs> Or wasn't there like another? There was an, I feel like there was another thing that Mike could do that I was like, yeah, that'd be good. <laughs> Just not the pink pin. But anyway, I would like if they do do that. Um, there's a lot of questions about Hootie during the panel, and you know, mm-hmm. will um, Angelica get to work with Hootie? And so Jeff Johns also teased a little bit about that. Oh, Thunderbolt is named the character with the pink pin. Yeah. And Jakeem. Jakeem Thunder is the second iteration. Johnny Thunder was the first um, host of the whatever spirit lives in the pink pen. And then later it was Jakeem Thunder. So Jakeem is who I would like to come on to the show if we did have any like new characters. Um, 
Yeah. I would like that as well. I would support this. Oh, Angelica did tease a little. It was kind of, I don't know if this was like, I don't know what to think about this, but when they were asking stuff that they wanted for, wanted to see more of in season two, Angelica's like, oh, love interest story, like, would be nice. But then she was like, not for me. She was like, very quick to clarify. Breck was super excited about it. Um, <laughs> she, I, she loves like romance and stuff like that. And then yeah. Yvette was like, no more boys. <laughs> so <laughs> we support you, Yvette. No more boys that. for you. <laughs> Take with that what you will. But, you know, Angelica was very, like, because I, I think, you know, they all know that a lot of the Phantom wants to see Our Night. And so mm-hmm. she brought it up. And then I feel like as soon as she said it, she realized maybe she was, you know, hyping up people that wanted to see Our Night. And she's like, just to clarify, it doesn't have to be me. So, um, and then but the then, like, media my, you know, tweet, talking like, about. The social media account tweeted, like, the picture of um, him catching her from the window. Like a few days later. Yeah. Yeah. But like before that, they did something weird and they tweeted a picture of um, him and Yvette. Yeah. And they were like, oh, they make such a good team or whatever. Yeah. Yeah. I'm like, "Mm, okay. So I was, I was trying to figure out like what kind of like dual messaging there was that, you know, Angelica was like, there could be romance, but not for me. And then Yvette was like, I don't want it. I was like, are you saying because they're leading there and you don't want it? You want to make it like, no, you don't want it? Or but then are you was like, saying oh, because that's you... so nice. Oh, yeah. yeah. Is it a setup for Breck to talk about possibly a love interest, them like redoing the whole love interest with her and... Uh... <laughs> redoing because you don't think Cameron's going <laughs> to <Cameron. be> back? <laughs> <laughs> well, either like picking up where that left off or I don't really see how that could be picked up from her side since she's responsible for killing his dad. And he doesn't know that. Um, but will we see more? Because they they really killed that off before it even began in season one, mm-hmm. and I think she would want some kind of like love interest storyline um, for Courtney. So I don't know if that was Angelica setting up like Breck to talk about it, or if she was like you know throwing it out there that something else is going to happen, but it's not involving me. So. That's me. That's my overactive thinking. Yeah, you're <laughs> overactive. That one line. On that one line. I'm there will be romance. Directions. Is what we can. Assume. There will be romance <laughs> between who? I will. <laughs> it's between who? Yeah. We do not know. All right. Uh, next up is Doom Patrol, where they did not even know they were being renewed for season three at the time that they did the panel. Um, last we left off, Dorothy walks into the fire to face the candle maker and hopefully prevent the apocalypse. And Jane is finding her way out of fake Miranda as well. Um, I don't remember where anyone else is doing, but basically it's trying not to die. Because that wasn't the season finale. They still had an episode for the season finale to be the apocalypse, and we didn't get it. So, Miranda, Miranda, um... Isn't really Miranda. Talk, well, she oh. confronted Kay. Like, well, Kay confronted Miranda that right. yes. Miranda wasn't Miranda. Yeah. Mm-hmm. So Kay is possibly in danger, and Jane is still fighting out of the well, and Dorothy is walking to the fire to face the candlemaker. Um, it's been renewed for season three, but they didn't talk about it on the panel. However, it's going to be exclusively on HBO Max because, like we said, DC Universe DC is now included. Universe Infinite. What does that even mean? though it's going to hopefully have be to be on better. HBO Max? Yeah, right. Well, one would assume. One yes. would hope. One would hope. Um, one would assume what? That it'll be better. Yeah. Oh. 
they'll try to match oh god please max level <laughs> um uh, please. it was it was cool that they i don't know the actor the name of the actress that plays ronnie but it was cool that they had her on the panel and they talked about cyborg and ronnie's dynamic and why it's important to show black love and also how they deal with the same trauma in opposite ways but at the end of the day they are both uh kind-hearted people um so that was very sweet also, uh, they talked a lot about the, um, you know, the sibling rivalry family dynamics between Dorothy and all the Janes, <laughs> Jane and friends. Um, so that was really cute. <laughs> um, also, the actors who play the literal bodies of Cliff and Larry were there because Brandon oh. and Brendan and uh, Matt were not. <laughs> and no, Matt those... was. But... Oh, Matt was? Yeah, I don't remember. But Brendan Fraser anything. wasn't. Yeah, I literally don't remember <laughs> any words that came out of Matt but Wilmore's it, mouth. <laughs> well, because like they were they were focusing more on the on his uh, body double, which was nice right. because like those yeah. actors don't, don't really get, get that much. Yeah, right. yeah. So it, it was, was nice that they included them. And they, exactly, and they talked about how they have to really embody the character, and also I think the guy that does Brendan's was talking about how he was watching so many Brendan Fraser movies in order to get the same. Yeah. Down. That's really interesting because not only yeah. do you have to embody the character of who you're playing, but you also have to embody the personality of the actor playing your character. I don't remember which one of them said they went to the same school as the actor that they were portraying. <laughs> <laughs> was it the Matt one? I'm so I sorry. Think, I, I think it was sir. because they seemed like more close. <laughs> yeah. Um, and he was like, you know, no one will believe this, but like, it's true. Like it was like only like, 900 people. And we even had the same mentor in that, you know, <laughs> so I was like, okay, that's funny. Um, but yeah, there's not really any other information. It was literally just, here's a conversation. Congrats on having a great show. You know, we're getting season three, that yes, that was, yes. has been confirmed and yeah. it's going to be on HBO. So, and also Harley it Quinn. Is, it is the superior, it is yeah. the superior, uh, DC universe show. Um, sorry, KJ and Titans. <laughs> <laughs> but yeah, um, but and, you know, and also, yeah, Doom Patrol and Star Girl. Yeah, um, Star Girl. But yeah, Harley Quinn season three. I'm glad that that's also renewed too. Woohoo! Her livey forever. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> um, and then finally, last and certainly least is Titans. <laughs> <laughs> just kidding, just kidding. Uh, we left off with Rose killing her dad, Deathstroke, and letting Jericho inhabit her body. Donna Troy got electrocuted while saving some kids, and now she's dead. And Black Bear has shown up in person and is ready to wreak some havoc. Woo! Uh, no new castings. We already have 300 people. But we have we know... new characters. Yeah, but we have new yeah, characters. We know Barbara's no coming. Characters. Barbara's coming. Uh, we Scarecrow know that Jason coming. will become Red Hood. Scarecrow is also coming here. Scarecrow and Blackfire will have a room in the mansion. Oh. The mansion. Yeah, she's yeah she's gonna get into the mansion somehow, and there's gonna they're gonna that is the one thing. This, oh my God, I, this was one that I did watch, and it was <laughs> I think it's just because like a lot of panels probably had the same issues where there's not really a lot of information to talk about, so they you know time sucked by watching clips from old shows, but I also don't think that I don't think it was hosted very well. Right? Yeah, yeah. That's not <laughs> a lie. There's no lie. It, yeah, the way that they set up the clips, it was just kind of very cut and paste and didn't leave for a lot of chemistry with the cast to kind of flow off of. Um, so it's kind of boring. But the one thing, one of the one things that I did bring 
some kind of intrigue was that we're going to see more of Blackfire and um, Corey's like relationship. And I think it was described as like a very like complex dynamic. And, you know, so there's going to be some, you know, maybe Blackfire will be justified in the way that she is, you know, that kind of why Blackfire became the way that she did. Right. So, yeah. So I am interested to see that. Mm-hmm. I think this wasn't mentioned in the Titans panel, but it was in the Truth, Justice, and the American Way. I think that was what it was called with um, Anna Jope and Eric Wallace and, uh, and David Harewood and Nicole Maines. And I can't remember who the host was, but um, she mentioned something really fantastic. And I really honestly hope that they do this on the show because she was saying oh, about yeah. how Starfire was because she was an alien from a different planet and how she felt um, coming to the U.S. too from Senegal um, and growing up kind of having to realize that she was different from people here and also as a black woman coming from a place where everyone looked like her. Um, mm-hmm. How cool it would be for Starfire, who sort of has a similar experience being from another planet coming here, to incorporate her Senegalese culture into the show like with dancing and some of the the way that they do things which would be really amazing i think um and it would add a lot of texture to the character the actress playing black fire is she also singleese or do we know Uh, i don't know i don't know off the top of my head that would be like amazing i i if they were ever going to take any kind of feedback from their actors on how to make their show better i really hope that they incorporate some of that because it's a lot one it would be a lot easier than them trying to like i wonder what this non this fictional (laughs) planet from outer space should look like just like you know use the ideas that you already have and the culture that you already have from your actress um because that it makes it believable from her perspective as well since it is her culture um that would be you know they would have to be We'd have to change some writers in that room. Yeah, and well, she's, she's already, she's already to talked that. to the writers about it, so I do hope. I mean, I hope they can't. They'd have to be really stupid, to be honest, if they didn't try to incorporate this. <laughs> 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 Whatever. So I, I do hope that happens for sure. Yeah, and you've got a bigger budget now, supposedly, mm-hmm. if you're going yeah. to HBO Max. So well, I mean, hope, yeah. you cannot blame it on your dollar store budget anymore. So. <laughs> And to think that they always used to, like, mention the budget as, like, superior to CW. Right. Because it was DC Universe. And then it's like, well, look where that got you. But anyway. <laughs> um, <laughs> I, I, I mean, this is, like, karma, to be honest. Because I remember, like, early on when Stargirl was, like, they were doing press interviews and stuff for it. Uh, the first couple episodes and Jeff Johns was saying something about like how the show felt very cinematic and closer to like Captain Marvel and Wonder Woman and they could do all these things with the special effects and I'm like you're on the CW now bitch because <laughs> he, com- he compared it to the CW shows like basically right. like how the budget's higher right. so now you know we're CW stands here yes okay. well like I think I think it was Breck in some interview or somebody they did when they first made the decision to move it over to the CW. They're like, we are going to keep our budget. So that's <laughs> at least for like season two. So, <laughs> All right, then. <laughs> well, um, that wraps up our day two of DC fandom. Uh, I hope you guys had as much fun as we did. <laughs> do we have any, was there any like interesting DC um, EU news that you want to like add? From Other than the- Robert Pattinson. 
<laughs> I mean, I feel like we heard like outside, we heard stuff like not from the fandom, you know what I mean? Not from the panels. Mm-hmm. But I don't remember what they are now because all I can think about is Ray Fisher and <laughs> what I think about the DCEU. And Wonder Woman 2 is pushed back again. 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 We already discussed Batman. We may as well go ahead and push it back again. Right. Yeah. Yeah. It's definitely not, you know, we're not going to the movies to see Wonder Woman. Tenet made like $23 million. It's not happening. It's not happening. We're not doing it. So, anyway. So, yeah. So, I do not know of any DCEU news. If you guys have some, let us know in your feedback for next week <laughs> and with that thank you for joining us uh come back next week uh where we'll be talking on about patreon on patreon yes next week yep. we'll patreon if you would like to join the patreon uh yep. ladies with gumption i think if we do because we had um one request to do a west allen episode so we could oh. do that as a ladies with gumption episode okay um, but i'm also going to throw out for a patreon episode julie and the phantom because we got um a request for that as well and because yes. i really want to do it so we did we did enjoy so may it, turn on your netflix <laughs> yeah and get to watch yeah all right um so thank you all uh you can send us feedback at ladieswgumption at gmail.com or at ladieswgumption.tumblr.com and also follow us on twitter at dctvgumption good night or good morning and good luck bye bye, bye.